0: Hello and welcome to Morning Manna. My name is Ron and over the last several weeks we have been going through Hebrews chapter 11 and we're actually going to finish it off today. But before we do let me ask you as we're entering into this holiday this Christmas season are you experiencing the joy of the Lord? That's a good question for you and me today and if your answer to that is well my current circumstances don't, don't allow for that. I've had too many things that have happened in my life that just don't, don't allow me to be joyful or the way that uh, my current situation is with certain people. I can't be truly joyful. And if that is your thought today, if I could just share with you something just very simple that is not truth. That's not reality for you and me today as believers. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we have fullness of joy. And I was just reminded of that this weekend when I was at church listening to Greg's message. And if you have not had a chance to listen to his message last Sunday, I'd really encourage you to go back and watch it. It was really great. Um, but I'm just going to share one verse from with you. Uh, from that message, and it's 1 John 1:4, and it says, We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. So the Apostle John's saying, We're writing these things out so that our joy may be complete. And that word complete is teleo. And it also can mean to fulfill to make full and I love that that phrase and so as the Apostle John's writing these things out his joy is becoming full and what are these things it's God with us and there's a lot more in that passage we're not going to go through all that but he's saying the experience of God being with us we've seen it we experienced it and it made us joyful The King James Version of this passage says, We write these things to you so that your joy may be full. And in the reading of it, in the experiencing of it, our joy becomes full. So we are not tethered to our circumstances, to the way people treat us, or any of those kind of things. It's not our situation. It's the reality of what we have in the Lord that makes us joyful. So let's get into our passage today, but before we do, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, that you provide the fullness of joy. In you, we have it all. And we just thank you for that. We just uh, look forward to the celebration of your birth. your coming to be with us. And we just pray as we go through your word right now that you would just reveal your truths to us. Amen. So we are jumping now down to Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 11:29 and we've been talking about these different Old Testament believers and the things they did in faith these acts of faith that they that they've done and Hebrews 11:29 says and all these though commended through faith did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us they should not be made perfect So, these believers, um, though they were commended for their faith, they they didn't receive what they were promised. And it's interesting that God's saying here that He is providing something better for us that apart from us, they shouldn't receive that. So there is somehow a connection that we have with them being made perfect. Or that word is um, teleo, and it, it means to perfect, to complete. And um, that's an interesting uh, word, and I'm just now remembering that word I used earlier wasn't teleo, and so I, I uh, apologize for that. But this one translates to us, and it tells us that that's a perfecting process that they're going through, and somehow we're connected to them. I don't know how all that works fully, but it is in here. We're connected to them, and their testimonies are connected to us. Greg says it a lot, but what we do matters, and we want to keep our eyes on that. It's important what we do. Moving down to Hebrews twelve one, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So here we're told that we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. And when we we think on them, and a lot of people speculate that this great cloud of witnesses and these, these, and you know, it's talking about these Old Testament believers. But when we think on them, um, that they're actually looking down on us and kind of cheering us on, and I don't know that necessarily that's the case, but I do think that they provide a witness to us that they're encouraging their their testimony encourages us. And it's interesting that when we're um, surrounded by them, thinking about them, we can lay aside that weight that so easily, and it says clings to us. Sins a natural, it's It's trying to cling to us, but we can lay it aside. When we're thinking, oh yeah, I remember these Old Testament believers. And then we can also think of those cloud of witnesses that meant a lot to us. I know um, one personal uh, member of that cloud of witnesses to me is my father. My dad, one of the things he would always say is there's always something to be thankful for. He said it a lot. And it was, kind of a, it was a testimony of his, and he was a thankful person. And he really got to live that out because in the latter part of his life, he was diagnosed with a disease called progressive supranuclear palsy. It was a really debilitating disease. It's a rare brain disorder and it basically robs you of your motor functions. And in the last two years of his life, he was basically left bedridden, but he still maintained his faith. And it was awesome to watch him go through that. It was hard, to be sure, and some moments were very hard. But, but he maintained his testimony through it all, and it was, it was amazing to watch. And this Christmas Eve will mark the 14th anniversary of when he went to be with the Lord. And it just so happens on that time, that's one of the very few times my family is all together, and we were actually able to be around him, praying with him as he passed away and went to be with the Lord. Which is a powerful testimony to not only his kids, but also his grandchildren. Again, that's a powerful thing for you and me. That if we can maintain, if we can hang in there, our testimony can translate to future generations. We're gonna move down there to Hebrews 12:2. It says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So here we're moving, we've been talking about other Old Testament believers, but now we're moving to the great testimony of Jesus, of course. And it talks about not only is he the founder, but he's also the perfecter of our faith. And I love this because there again we see that word joy. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured all that, despising its shame. And then it goes on to say in Hebrews 12, three, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. It's interesting that he had to endure much from sinners. Do you ever feel like that? You have to endure a lot from sinners. They're handfuls, aren't they? Unfortunately, we're one of them, right? Right. We've got the same issues, but for some reason we, we feel so beset when we're dealing with all these sinners. And yet Jesus was without sin, but yet he endured it. And so I just encourage you today um, that we don't want to grow weary or faint-hearted in dealing with these sinners. And even when we're getting together with family members and having to put up with stuff, let's remember that the Lord, he, he was patient and kind with us, and he didn't grow weary And neither do we. So pray you have a blessed Christmas season.